It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, major development, the partial remains of a missing Sydney businesswoman found the new twist in a dark mystery. Victoria's run of zero cases broken, but restrictions still due to ease. The latest from Melbourne. And an extraordinary LA ambush, a dog walker shot, Lady Gaga's prized pets stolen. This is 7 News with Sally Barry. Good morning. There's a major development this morning in the mystery of missing city businesswoman Melissa Caddick. Police confirming they have found partial human remains which belong to the mother who vanished three months ago. Evan Batten broke this story this morning. Good morning to you, Evan. Now, she disappeared in the middle of a major fraud investigation. What have police told you today? Yeah, Sally, it certainly is a very gruesome discovery that has been made. It was actually made on the weekend by campers on the south coast, uh, just near Tarthra. They'd been, uh, uh, that morning they found a, a shoe and inside the shoe partial human remains. They were given to police and we're told that officers were pretty quick, quickly able to establish that the shoe, such a unique piece of footwear, uh, so unique, it was linked to Melissa Caddick very early on. However, uh, it wasn't until they carried out forensic testing and DNA uh, links were able to be established to confirm that these remains actually uh, belong to Melissa Caddick. Now, she went missing uh, November last year with millions of dollars of investors' money uh, all going into her own private bank accounts. We caught up with police this morning. Here's part of what they had to say. DNA from the foot was last night matched to DNA, a DNA sample from Melissa Caddick's toothbrush and from family members. Melissa's family were informed of the identification last night and are obviously distressed. Can you rule out foul play? Uh, look, at this point, we can't rule out anything. We've kept a, an open mind all the way along. However, given the circumstances of her disappearance, the fact that she left personal belongings behind, um, we've always considered the possibility that she may have taken her own life, but that's a matter for the coroner. Uh, Evan, she's accused of fleecing millions from investors. Will police at this stage even confirm Melissa Caddick is dead? Well, it's very difficult for police to say categorically that, that is exactly what has happened. Everything certainly does seem to be pointing in that direction, although some might well wonder if there was anybody capable of um, uh, staging their own disappearance in such an elaborate way as this. She certainly would have the means to do that. However, there's no evidence to suggest that and there's no, no indication from police that they're seriously considering that as a realistic possibility. They are now focusing on preparing a report for the coroner to determine the manner, time and cause of death if that is the conclusion that they reach uh, for Melissa Caddick.
All right, thank you very much. Evan Batten there reporting in Sydney. Victoria has ended a COVID-free run with two new cases this morning. Reporter Blake Johnson is live for us in Melbourne this morning. Good morning, Blake. Uh, we are still expecting Premier Daniel Andrews to wind back restrictions today with one big announcement already. Sal, we've just heard that AFL stadiums in Victoria can have a crowd capacity of 50%. The start of the season, just three weeks away. For the MCG, that means 50,000 people. Marvel Stadium, 28,961. The season opener between Richmond and Carlton usually, usually pulls a crowd above 80,000. So there will be plenty who miss out. But after not seeing any live AFL Premiership matches in Victoria last year, it's at least a start for footy fans keen to return. We woke to a bit of a surprise on the COVID-19 situation here in Victoria. Two local cases were recorded, but they are linked to the most recent outbreak and are in isolation. No new exposure sites have been listed, which is a promising site this morning. The Premier is about to speak. We, we're expecting him to announce mask rules and back-to-work rules easing, possibly up to 75%. We will see if the two local cases announced today affect that in any way, Sal. Yep, OK. Thank you very much, Blake Johnson, reporting for us there. And restrictions have further eased in New South Wales too as the state hits 40 consecutive days of zero COVID cases. But there remain serious concerns over delays in the vaccine rollout to aged care homes. The CEO of the company in charge has now stepped down, the federal government bringing in new, a new company to help. Only around 70 aged care facilities out of a planned 240 have received doses. Work will increase over the weekend to try to catch up. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is marking a multi-billion dollar investment in the country's recycling capability by Australia's richest man. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Taylor, what will this money be used for? Sally, this investment by recycling powerhouse Vizzy, run by billionaire Anthony Pratt, will see $2 billion committed to uh, new, new projects, increasing the capabilities of their recycling plants, in turn creating hundreds of new jobs, including doubling the size of their plastic recycling factory in Western Sydney, boosting the recycling content of glass bottles from 30% to 70%, and reducing water usage at their paper mills. The investment is all part of the government's plan to help reduce waste and increase Australia's recycling capabilities. The Prime Minister is also celebrating a win over tech giant Facebook this morning, with Australian users once again being able to view and share news links on the social media platform. The eight-day blackout ended at 1am this morning after Facebook reached an agreement with the federal government over a new media bargaining code. Now, the unexpected and quite dramatic move to wipe news from Facebook Facebook last Thursday drew fierce criticism from the federal government, along with operators of businesses, charities and health services who were inadvertently caught up in the ban. But following days of tense negotiations, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg were able to reach an agreement on a series of amendments with Parliament passing the revised legislation for the new code late yesterday afternoon. So it is good news for publishers, but it's also good news for Australia. Australians, around 40% of people get their daily news updates from their Facebook feed. Sally? All right, thank you very much, Taylor. An extraordinary story is unfolding in the US this morning. The man employed to walk Lady Gaga's dogs has been shot multiple times in a public ambush to steal her prized bulldogs. The star's offering a giant reward as distressing pictures of the attack emerge. Tim Lester is following the story in Los Angeles.
A celebrity dog napping, frightening, bizarre, even by Hollywood standards, and in keeping with the district, it was all caught on camera. Security video at 9.40 last night shows the attacker's white sedan pull up. The attempt to steal Lady Gaga's three prized French bulldogs less than a block from Hollywood's iconic Sunset Boulevard. The singer's dog walker shot as the attackers flee with two of three dogs. 30 seconds. I looked over my fence, saw the two cars, heard the gunshot. I went right back in my house and called 911. The 30-year-old dog walker is recovering in hospital. My neighbor was amazing and he had already ran across the street and was giving the guy like compression because I think it was bleeding out. The French Bulldog is a breed targeted by dog thieves worth up to 8,000 US dollars, yet relatively small and easy to steal. LA detectives are investigating, though locals here have little doubt these dog nappers knew their targets would fetch far more. Well, I think it was a premeditated attack. I think that whoever the attackers were knew that there'd be a huge bail fund for, for getting the dog back. Lady Gaga is currently working in Italy, the other Hollywood oddity here, the half million US dollars she's offered for the dog's safe return makes them wildly valuable. To Queensland now, and an 82-year-old man has been charged with murder over the death of an 82-year-old woman believed to be his wife. Police were confronted with an awful scene inside the Varsity Lakes home on the Gold Coast yesterday, which they would only describe as gruesome. Shock neighbours say they were a private couple. The elderly man was also found injured. He's been under police guard in hospital with a court appearance pending. The Queen has returned to work, continuing her service as husband Prince Philip remains in hospital. Her Majesty appeared in a video call to the health officials leading the UK's vaccine rollout and offered some very personal observations about the COVID shot. Yes, good morning. Well, we had an official statement, of course, from Buckingham Palace earlier in the week to say that it expected the Duke would spend several more days here. He is resting comfortably and responding well to treatment for a kidney infection. It is, of course, though, his 10th night in hospital and it looks as though he will be rolling that stay into a second weekend. The Queen, however, was back to work today. She conducted a video call with health representatives from England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales regarding the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccination program and here's a little bit about what she had to say. Well once you've had the vaccine you have a feeling of uh, you know you're, you're protected which is I think very important and as far as I can make out it was quite harmless. <laughs> it was very quick and I'm, I've had lots of letters from people who've been very surprised by how easy it was to get the vaccine and the jab was but it didn't hurt at all. Of course, the palace has reiterated that the Duke's health concerns are not at all COVID-related. Both he and the Queen had the first part of their vaccination in January. The final report from the Royal Commission into Aged Care has been handed to the Governor-General this morning, more than two years after the inquiry began. The interim report in October was damning, revealing tales of neglect and failure and that the needs of elderly Australians were being woefully unmet. The Federal Health Minister expects well over a 1,000 pages in the report. Greg Hunt says the findings and recommendations will be reviewed over the weekend. They won't be made public until next week. 
There's a major clean-up underway in the far north of New South Wales after a flooding emergency left homes inundated, streets underwater and caused a spectacular freight train derailment. Paul Caddock is in Carambo with the latest update. Sally, good morning. Emergency crews are back on the scene of this train derailment this morning. Half of the 1.5 kilometre long freight train crashed off the tracks yesterday, just after 2 o'clock in the morning, after either heavy rain or floodwaters damaged the line following falls in the area of up to 300 millimetres. Now, thankfully, none of the crew was seriously hurt, and luckily, its cargo of dangerous chemicals remained intact. But around 8,000 litres of diesel has been spilled from the train. Specialist teams have been working to contain that as transport safety officials have been investigating. The main actions for today is to uh, confirm the uh, stability and of those carriages and work our way for a plan to uh, remediate the site. Next will come the effort to actually remove the wrecked carriages and then repair the track. Access to the site remains difficult. Heavy rain means that roads to there are still cut off. Just how long it will take will depend on how much damage has been done. Meantime, on the coast, the cleanup continues at homes that were inundated by yesterday's flash flooding at Corindi Beach. Residents were woken around four o'clock in the morning by water rushing inside and with conditions too dangerous for rescue. They had to wait out for the worst of it to pass. Some of them seeking shelter on their roof. The State Emergency Service doing more than a dozen rescues, including a truck driver who got caught in the fast-rising water. For those impacted locals yesterday, they were trying to salvage what they could from the sodden aftermath. That clean-up will continue today. Authorities were watching overnight as more heavy rain fell here, but thankfully we didn't see a repeat of that severe flash flooding. From Caramba, Sally, back to you. Thank you very much, Paul. US President Joe Biden has ordered an airstrike on Syria following three separate rocket attacks on American forces in Iraq. This morning's strike targeted an Iran-backed militia in Syria in a bid to damage its ability to conduct any further attacks. The tax returns of former US President Donald Trump are now in the hands of Manhattan's district attorney. A subpoena for the documents was enforced this week after Trump lost the final legal battle to keep his personal and corporate returns out of the hands of investigators. That subpoena demand records back to 2011 in a long-running investigation. It's believed to be focused on hush money payments made to women who alleged affairs with Mr Trump as well as possible bank and insurance fraud relating to Trump and his namesake company, the Trump Organization. A former US gymnastics coach has taken his life just hours after being charged with human trafficking. John Geddett led the 2012 women's Olympic team known as the Fierce Five and owned the club where hundreds of women say they were abused by convicted sports doctor Larry Nassar. Prosecutors accused Gettard of turning the gym into a criminal business, recruiting minors for forced labour. He was due to surrender himself to sheriffs, but never showed up. Quick check of the financial markets now this morning. The ASX opened sharply lower, but is beginning a slow trend upwards. The Aussie dollar is buying just over 78 US cents, 83 Japanese yen, and near $1.07 in New Zealand. Next in 7 News, but with Pat Welsh, including excitement builds as the supercar season gets underway at Bathurst. Also, England suffer a humiliating defeat as their third test against India ends in record time. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Essendon won't put any timeline on Michael Hurley's return to playing after the star defender was reunited with teammates. The veteran was hospitalised with an infection in his hip and is still on antibiotics, but emerged at yesterday's scratch match against Carlton, embraced by players along the boundary line. Yeah, tough time for him. Um, it's been three or four weeks now, and, but at least he's out of hospital. He's walking around. He's, uh, he's on the, the journey back. New recruits Adam Saad and Zach Williams impressed, while Jack Higgins booted three goals for the Saints against North Melbourne. The Newcastle Knights have locked in coach Adam O'Brien for another two seasons until the end of 2024. O'Brien ended the Knights' seven-year finals drought last season and only has eyes for the Premiership. I have the mentality that we should be fighting for one this year, so... That's not coming from an arrogant place. I just think that's the mindset that needs to happen every single day. As revealed, first by seven years, former captain Mitchell Pearce is about to sign a heavily reduced one-year extension. An incredible 17 wickets fell in two sessions as England crashed to a humiliating loss against India in the third test, beaten by 10 wickets inside two days. On a turning pitch rated poor by the IWC, England skipper Joe Root claimed five for eight with the pink ball to dismiss India by one, for 145. But for the second time in as many days, the tourists failed miserably with the bat, bowled out for just 81. India cruised to their 49-run target to finish the shortest completed test match since 1935 and take a 2-1 lead in the series. The supercars roar into action at Bathurst today, but to begin the new season, drivers get two looks at the iconic track in practice before the Mount Panorama 500 this weekend, consisting of two 250-kilometre sprint races. It's like being on a roller coaster for two and a half hours when we're racing. Such an exciting place. There's so much history. It's just just perfect place for us to come and race. All the weekend action is live on 7, beginning at midday Eastern tomorrow. NBL leaders Melbourne United were too strong for the Adelaide 36ers last night, winning 82-73. to United led by 23 points at the end of the first quarter and were never seriously challenged. Rookie Jack White suffered a nasty injury in the dying seconds. Oh. Dislocated his small finger on the landing. The Sydney Kings cruised past the New Zealand Breakers 96-78. 
Perth Glory hosts second place Brisbane Roar in the A-League tonight. Perth's women's side copped a 6-2 hiding from W League leaders Sydney FC overnight. The win moves Sydney five points clear on the ladder. Send in the cross. They challenge right on the box and it's been scrambled in. The Wanderers kept their finals hopes alive with a hard-fought 1-0 win over Melbourne City. Arsenal scraped through to the Europa League's round of 16 by the skin of their teeth this morning. The Gunners trailed Benfica 2-1 before banging in two goals late in the second half to win the tie 4-3 on aggregate. With just over three minutes to go, what a big goal from Arsenal's captain. 17-year-old Shola Shortai become the youngest player to play for Manchester United in a European match in their 4-0 aggregate win over Real Sociedad. We go. It's been a very busy morning at Sports Alley. <laughs> it certainly has. All right. Thanks for that, Pat. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, and it will be sunny and 27 degrees in Canberra, mostly cloudy and 19 in Melbourne. Adelaide reaching 24 degrees today, 32 degrees for both Perth and Darwin. Brisbane, 32 degrees today, while in Sydney, a partly cloudy day with a top of 26 expected. And that is 7 News to Now. We'll keep you up to date throughout the day. I'm Sally Bowery. Goodbye.